Hey guys, Robert from The College Investor here, and I am excited to talk to you today about something that's really near and dear to my heart, and it's about how honest financial advisors should disclose their fees. Now, this might seem like a weird thing to talk about. We got honest financial advisors, fees, commissions, all kinds of stuff. It is such a mess. And you've probably heard about things like the fiduciary rule and, you know, what should I go to, a fee-only financial planner, a fee-based financial planner, uh, you know, a commission-based financial planner. There are so many options. And then is a financial advisor the same as a financial planner? Is the same as a, you know, a broker, a stockbroker? I don't know. There's so many different things out here. And I find this whole thing to be incredibly frustrating. And it all came to a head about two weeks ago when I was chatting with a reader who was researching low-cost index funds. And I was so excited because he wanted to learn about expense ratios and commissions and fees and whether he was getting a good deal. And, uh, you know, although I talk about finance all the time, it is still very rare to have someone's interest for a long period of time when it comes to this stuff. Um, So after chatting for a little bit, I got around to asking him what made him so interested in this topic. And he said, you know, he seemed like he was doing well enough and he had some good ideas. Um, but he told me, he's like, I feel like my financial advisor isn't steering me in the right direction based on what I've been reading online on sites like yours. And I was like, what do you mean by that? What are you reading online? Cause you know, this is the internet. Um, and he said, well, my advisor consistently talks about how he's the top performer in North Carolina. However, everywhere I read online, it says to invest with low cost Vanguard funds. But whenever I mention that to him, he changes the subject or diverts to other topics. And it just makes me feel off. And that's a red flag. And uh, you should never have to feel off with your financial advisor. It's your money. Um, And I also firmly believe that your financial advisor should be very transparent with you when it comes to costs. Um, And then we got around to having this reader. He shared his portfolio with me and it really went downhill from there. And we're going to walk through that right now. But I've been really wanting to write this article for about a year or two, um, really because I think we don't do a good enough job in the financial industry in terms of sharing what the costs and the fees and the commissions and uh, everything you're paying will be. And for intermediate and beginner financial people, they just they don't have an idea of what questions to ask to even know what they're paying. And so I really hope this article, I want this to be kind of directed to consumers so that you know what to look for, but I hope there's some financial advisors out there in the crowd um, that kind of take this to heart and really get transparent with how fees are being disclosed to their clients. Um, so let me just break this down and how this reader was getting shafted by fees, and it's going to blow your mind. Um, I was, I'm really sad by this. So just as a starting point, this reader had about $200,000 uh, in investable assets, and he, he was investing with this financial advisor. Uh, And for this privilege of having a financial advisor, the reader was paying $40 for one account per year, $20 per year for a second account, and $48 per year for his retirement account. So he was paying a financial advisor $108 per year, which honestly, if that was the only fees he was paying, I would say that's a good deal. It's very low. Um, Usually if you want to go see a financial planner or something, you're going to pay like $1,000 for like a one-time financial plan. Um, So honestly, I thought he was getting a good deal. 
Um, and my reader, he was very annoyed by these fees. He's like, I can't believe I'm paying $108 a year. But you know, honestly, um, that's a good deal. But the problem is the fees don't stop there. Where he was really getting shafted in fees was his portfolio. So his advisor put him in about um, nine different mutual funds across his portfolio. I think that's nine, two, four, six, eight, nine funds. Um, and they were in two basic companies of funds. One was Hartford Funds, um, and that's a mutual fund company. And then there was other American funds. And these, there's, that's another mutual fund company. The important thing to note here is that both of these mutual fund companies are very expensive. So they have high expense ratios and this financial advisor put them in front end loaded funds and the front end load on almost all of his funds was 5.75%. That means for just the privilege of buying this mutual fund, you have to pay 5.75% of whatever you want to invest just so that you can invest in this fund. And of that 5.75%, the dealer, the financial advisor, got a 4.75% commission on that fund. So imagine that. So here's this guy that is, um, you know, steering this client into certain funds because he's getting 4.75% of whatever he invests in that fund back to him as a kickback commission. So he's only not only charging this guy an annual fee to for financial advice, but he's putting this guy in funds where he's getting a bunch of commissions. And these funds have crazy expense ratios. Um, four of the nine funds, it was over 1%, with the highest being 1.16% as an expense ratio. That is incredibly high. So for those of you not familiar with expense ratios, that's what you pay every year just for the privilege of owning the fund. And this expense ratio is supposed to go to pay for the management and you know all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So it makes sense there's gonna be stuff. But good funds, like top-notch ones. So the my client or my client, my reader was saying Vanguard a lot. So Vanguard's a great fund company. Their best funds are 0.03 to like 0.06% a year. And this fund is 1.16% a year. This is 1.1% higher than what you're gonna find on Vanguard or other funds, BlackRock, Fidelity, Schwab, uh, you know, iShares. There's a bunch of funds out there that are very low cost. So these are expensive, expensive, expensive funds. Um, you know, furthermore, it was just weird asset choices that he had him invested in. I'm not going to go into all the you know details. I don't know if this was right or wrong for him. It could have been, um, you know, but honestly, he was getting shafted. So all these percentages, what did it break down to for his portfolio? So when you translate percentages to dollars, this financial advisor on a $200,000 portfolio was charging him $9,000 in sales charges. So these are those loads. So $9,000 is going to the fund companies with $7,400 of it being commissions paid to that broker. And then on top of that $9,000, he was paying another $1,879 in annual fees because of those high expense ratio funds. So on a $199,000, $200,000 portfolio, it was costing the investor $11,000 in year one. 
That's just crazy. $11,000 on a $200,000 portfolio is 5.5%. Now, that is outrageous in terms of paying that as a fee. And that's just year one. In year two, if he didn't make any changes, he'd still be paying $1,879 a year just because of those expense ratios. And that will probably rise as his assets rise, right? And then that doesn't include the fact that this financial advisor was likely rebalancing his portfolio every year and investing them in new and different funds. And every time you invest in new and different funds, he's going to get another sales load. And so this poor guy is just getting shafted by his financial advisor over and over and over again. You know, so in one of his funds, you know, he thought he was investing $40,000, but because of that sales load, he was actually only investing $37,700 because he paid that other $2,300 right to the mutual fund company and almost $2,000 and that went right to his broker's pocket. I personally think this is very wrong. You know, and what really compounds the problem is that this financial advisor is not being transparent with his client. If the advisor was transparent and said, hey, you know, here's what's going on. This is what I want to invest you in. It's going to cost you $10,000, $11,000, and the guy still wants to do it. That's one thing. But when the client is left in the dark about the true costs of their investment, in my opinion, it almost should be criminal. So when I was looking at this guy's portfolio, I have no idea why he was invested in these funds, but I was just like, for argument's sake, let's looking at, could we build a much lower cost portfolio? I don't know if his asset allocation is right. I don't think it was, but like, let's just assume it was right. Could we take the exact same funds that he was in and find nearly identical funds for a fraction of the cost? And the answer is absolutely yes. So if you go on the blog today and you look up how honest financial advisors should disclose their fees, you can see this one-to-one where I took the fund he was invested in and I chose a Vanguard fund that matched it very closely. And by doing this, I was able to lower his total costs from $11,000 a year in year one to just $176 in year one. That reduces his cost by 99%. Like, that is outrageous, and that just goes to show you how wrong this is. This poor dude is paying $11,000 in fees to his financial advisor when he could have done the same thing for $176 in fees, and that is it. So when you're talking about money to invest, that 11,000 bucks is just gone. You know, it doesn't compound. It doesn't grow over time. And so when you hear my people like myself telling you that the number one thing that's going to hurt you over time is fees, that is the reason why. And let's just say like you had no idea where to start. So I ran another scenario here and I said, let's just say like, Maybe you still need to pay a financial advisor because you want to plan. Well, what if you used a fee-only financial advisor to help you set this whole thing up, build a portfolio like I put together in the blog post? Well, you could do that. You could meet with this fee-only financial advisor for about $1,000. So in year one, even if you met with a financial advisor, you're only paying $1,100 versus the $11,000. Like, do you see where this really just gets outrageous and ridiculous? And it just makes me so mad. And then when you just talk about, so that $176 with the Vanguard fund is 
there's no commissions to buy these funds, um, especially if you invest at Vanguard. So, you know, the big thing is, is those are just the annual fees. The original portfolio that this financial advisor um, set the guy up with was paying $1,800 in annual fees. And this one at Vanguard was $176 in annual fees. So that's a 91% reduction in annual expenses. And those are the ones that get you because they keep going on and on and on. Oh man, I'm just so angry. Even just even just talking to you guys about this gets my blood boiling because it is just so wrong. Um, so now that you've heard this story, what types of fees, I'm gonna quote, and words to look out for. Well, the big thing is, is always be aware of sales load. So anytime you hear a loaded mutual fund or if you hear a class A or a class B mutual fund, um, those are typically loaded, meaning they have a sales charge and they charge you to invest. In the case of our reader here, it was 5.75% upfront. Um, and of that 5.75%, his advisor received a commission of 4.75%. So that's crazy, right? So that's why I really recommend people avoid loaded mutual funds because you know, this advisor was making $7,500 a year in commissions just selling the guy loaded mutual funds. And you know, there are so many commission-free, load-free, like free, free, free. There's so much free out there today that you don't need to be paying for a loaded mutual fund and paying outrageous fees. The second thing you need to look for is expense ratio. So expense ratio is what it costs to, you know, basically maintain the the mutual fund or the ETF every single year. Um, and this is an annual percentage. And so it's really important that you lower it. The, I would say good is less than 0.25%. And the best are down at 0.03 to 0.06%. Um, and so if you remember from our reader story above, not only was he sold loaded mutual funds, but all these funds had huge expense ratios with some of them over 1%. So look for the lowest expense ratio possible. Now it varies though, because you know stock index funds, like if you want like an S&P 500 index fund, um, that should be super low, like 0.03 is not unheard of. But if you want international stocks, it just costs more to invest internationally. Uh, and so you should expect to pay more when it comes to that expense ratio. But keep that in mind. Um, the big thing is, is look for the lowest expense ratio possible. Next up is commissions. So commissions are what you pay your broker to invest. So for example, Fidelity has 495 commissions or sometimes you hear it called trades. So they have 495 commissions or 495 trades. Um, you should look to avoid commissions wherever possible, but don't avoid commissions at the expense of higher expense ratios. So for example, Fidelity also offers a ton of commission-free ETFs, right? And that's awesome. You think, wow, I don't have to pay a commission on these ETFs. Well, if you have a commission-free ETF and it had a 0.1% expense ratio, but you had one that you have to pay for at 0.6%, well, I would still pay and go with the lower expense ratio. Because if you invest, uh, you know, that let's say you invested $20,000, well, the expense ratio each year is going to cost you 20 bucks at 0.1%. But at 0.6%, 
it costs you $12. So that saves you $8 a year, and $8 is more than that $4.95 you would have paid to buy it. So you're already ahead in just year one. So I would always say expense ratio is definitely the most important, but commissions are there to, um, you know, make sure you're not overpaying for commissions. Finally, I put this here, but it's a word to avoid. If you ever hear a financial advisor call themselves the top financial advisor, you should probably run to a different financial advisor because in most areas, you need to figure out how this top financial advisor is being graded. What makes them the top? Are they the top financial advisor at XYZ firm? And does that mean that they earn the most money for the firm or they're bringing in the most commissions? Because if that's the case, they might not have the same incentives that you have. If a broker is earning the highest commissions at a firm, well, that means they're charging a lot of people a lot of money. So do you really want to work with someone that's charging a lot of people a lot of money? Or do you want to find someone that's investing in low-cost funds and is probably doing the right thing by their clients? So just put that red flag in your mind. If you ever see someone that I'm the top financial advisor, uh, you should say like, well, what do you mean by that? Who's grading you? What are you the top financial advisor of? And do your due diligence before you work with anyone. So at the beginning of this, I said, what's my dream? What would I really like to see honest financial advisors and how would they disclose their fees? Well, you know, the sad part is it takes a lot of time and effort to figure out what you're actually paying your financial advisor sometimes. Uh, I spent about an hour researching all the fees, expense ratios, and commissions for this reader's portfolio um, because I wanted to put it together for this article. And most people won't be spending their time doing that, even though it could cost them a lot of money. So I really wish more financial advisors were upfront, honest, and just transparent about their fees. That's why I really like fee-only financial planners because you just pay a flat upfront fee and you get a financial plan that you can execute. Um, however, I don't even know if that goes far enough for what people need to know about their investments. I think we've come a long way in disclosing fees when it comes to mortgages, car loans, credit cards. Like if you guys remember, if you've ever gotten a mortgage or a credit card, like it has to tell you what your interest rate is and it tells you how much interest you're going to pay. And if you only make the minimum payments, you're going to end up paying this. Like I know a lot of people don't read those disclosures, but it is really important to pay attention to those and especially with your finances. So I really wish like more investment firms and financial advisors would put together what I like to call the one pager fee disclosure form. And I have a demo of this on the site and I really hope you check it out. But what I envision is a form where every fee that you pay has to be disclosed. If you're paying the financial advisor or financial planner directly, that's a line item. If you have ongoing advisory fees, that's a line item. Uh, and then you have to have investment fees. And I'd love to see like the fund name and the dollar amount invested and then any loads and commissions and the expense ratio. And I'd like to see those broken down in dollars. And then at the bottom, almost like when you um, do escrow or you buy a house, I'd love to see like it's summed up. I'd love to see like total fees paid to financial advisor and then total fees paid to mutual fund company, total fees paid to broker. And then finally, total fees to execute the financial plan. And that could be like a big box so that everybody would know 
exactly how much it's going to cost. And I know that this is subject to change, right? But like the financial planner could do this for you. If they know the dollar amount invested and the sales load today, like it could change in the future. But this form is intended to be, you know, based on today's dollar value and today's discussion. But I think it would be really important for clients and people that are using financial services professionals to just know what is my total cost to execute this financial plan? Like how much is it costing me? And then is that really worth it? Uh, if you go to the site today, um, thecollegeinvestor.com, you'll see that I also have the investment fee disclosure form on there. You can download it and uh, you can take it to your broker. So, you know, if you really uh, like this idea and want to, to do it, like, please take this yourself. And if you're a financial planner and you want to adapt this form for your practice, like, I would love to hear that. I would love you to share that with me in the comments of this article, because I think it'd be really cool to see that in real life. Well, so my final thoughts is I just really hate it when I see a bad reader situation. It just irritates me. Um, I hate it in the student loan space and I hate it in the investment space. And it just irks me so much. Um, but sadly, I've seen this too many times. One of the reasons I decided not to go into financial services was when I was in college, I interned at a brokerage that was doing very similar things to what this reader experienced. Uh, there, I was an intern for a financial advisor and he was selling people on loaded mutual funds and closed-end funds with huge fees and a annuities. And this guy was rocking and rolling. I mean, he was making $100,000 a month in commissions on his clients. And then he would just churn them through different mutual funds like every year. Like if they hadn't rebalanced, he'd call it rebalancing and rebalancing is important. But like he would just rebalance to another similar mutual fund with a high commission so that he could just get paid again. And it was so dirty. Um, so the big thing is, is in today's world, you can set up a low cost portfolio and save thousands of dollars in fees. If you want or need the advice, I urge you go pay for it, but make sure you fully understand what you're paying for all the associated costs with it and try to stick to like a fee only financial planner that really does have your fiduciary best interest at heart and can like prove it and is willing to put it down on paper. Um, and I'd love to see more financial advisors and clients really taking ownership of their finances. So hopefully you guys, you found this article and podcast valuable today. I am really just like angry about even having to share this with you, but it does happen all the time. So please, 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 please. There's some broker in North Carolina right now that's gouging, you know, all their clients. So if you live in North Carolina and use a financial planner, go and check your portfolios immediately because this is just wrong. Um, so anyways, guys, please, please, please check out the blog today. Leave a comment and tell me what you think of this. You can go to the collegeinvestor.com slash episode 12. You can also um, just go and and leave a comment. That would be awesome. If you like what we're doing here, guys, five-star review would be great on iTunes. It keeps me motivated. Um, to keep doing these episodes and always share your feedback with me. All right, guys, thank you guys so much. And I will chat with you tomorrow.